Hello and welcome to the latest version of Everton Fans Forum podcast. It's myself, Dave Witcherly, and I'm joined today by Tony Sampson. Hiya, Tony. Hi, Dave. How are you doing, mate? Very good, mate. I hope you're, you're well over in Chicago there as well. We are all surviving well, thanks. <laughs> so this is following our latest meeting, um, which was Thursday the 25th of March. Time does seem to be flying, and that's... 12 months, isn't it, Tony, since um, a bit of normality, really? I know that we've had the kind of, um, well, certainly for for, for England, um, you know, it's, that, time, that time seems to have gone nowhere um, since we, we've been in that first lockdown. Uh, but I think, you know, certainly this week, we've, we've had some real fantastic news, haven't we, with, with Bramley Moore? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Feels like a, a bit of a momentous point, doesn't it, for, for us? And obviously been lots of discussion and debate and I dare say, you know, a little bit of doubt along the way. But to get to this point now where we've got the, the green light, I think is uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And I think it's got people excited all over the place, whether, you know, that's back home in Liverpool or even out here in the US. I know the reaction here was was you know was was just as excited. So so yeah, it was great. It was um really good and looking forward now to seeing to seeing how things things have progressed. Obviously we, we didn't we didn't. We, I think the meeting that we had was was just before the news was confirmed. So um, we had a, a fairly sort of routine update from the club in that we were, you know, they were expecting to hear shortly. But um, I don't think uh, we were expecting to hear as quickly as we did. So, so yeah. So it seems to be all systems go now. Definitely. Um, I think it's worth noting that obviously there's still some work for the club to do and uh, to actually get on site there as well. Um, so I think you know it's important sometimes that we manage expectations with this, you know, because we're not going to obviously, you know, all of a sudden see a, a stadium appear overnight. You know, but hopefully that cone, the famous cone, will be moved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, actually, I seen a, a photo the other day, and it was it was of the docks, and I think a few blues have been down there having a look, look around the site. Um, yeah, and, I saw that. and I noticed that the cone got blue, and I just thought, well, that's fantastic, fantastic level of business, back to be fair. <laughs> and I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it does feel, feel like a real momentous occasion. But obviously, on the meeting, we, we kind of didn't have that at the time. And it, I think I think it's fair to say there were a few nerves. You know, we we were obviously pressing the club for a few updates, weren't we? And I think you know the the fan base, the general feel with all these weird WhatsApp rumours that go around nowadays. It's like very 2020, 2021 now, isn't it? You know that you, know, you yeah. get these made up rumours, and there was a bit of you know anxiousness, wasn't there, that was circulating around. Were you getting much of that in the states, or was is this mainly like a localised thing? Do you think uh, that you know in England that the, these WhatsApp rumours were flying around? What what I think is amazing is actually is that the, you know is how the stuff that's back back home gets uh, you know travels over here. So. Uh, you know, I think uh, because of the way we're all connected these days, you know, the, the news travels quick as does sort of, you know, rumours that don't have any, any facts. So, so yeah, it does get over here. But, I mean, I think the, the club had been sort of fairly, you know, I think there was a quiet confidence, wasn't there, given the amount of work that they'd done to, you know, to, to put into the application. Um, but, but as you say, you know, you never quite know, do you, until things get over the line. So, uh, definitely, you know, definitely a, a bit of relief now in terms of moving forward. And as you say, I think there's still a few... Sort of outstanding legalities, and that they need to, you know, they need to to iron off in terms of, you know, getting the official legal confirmation, and then securing the land, and and also sort of finalising some of the, some of the contracts, and obviously, you know, finalising the funding and stuff. But um, 
you know, to, to be in this position now, I think I think is great. And, you know, hopefully we can all move forward. And I think, um, you know, I think we've already within the forum started to think about, you know, what does it mean now in terms of, you know, the next phase of it really, because, you know, there's still a lot of issues and a lot of discussion. And in fact, I've, you know, seen on a, or listened on a, a few podcasts since the announcement, you know, that there's already like loads of discussion around what does this mean for things like, seating and season tickets and pricing and all that sort of stuff so I think you know this is uh these are things that we're gonna have to sit down with the club and, and work through and make sure that you know we can continue to make sure that you know people have got some input into that um so I think uh yeah I think we've got plans haven't we to sort of set up a specific group that'll that'll have responsibility for that and then you know make sure that we keep those engagement levels you know as, as we go into the next phase it's massively important mate I, you know I, I fully agree and it's it's about hearing everyone's opinion, you know, and and canvassing that across as well. Because I think human nature is that you know you just naturally just you know um, say relate to the opinion, the opinions that you feel as well. But you know it's not about that. It's about really getting everyone's opinions across, you know, and really consulting everyone. And I think the club have really set the standard in terms of the large consultation that they did do uh, prior. Uh, to the planning application being approved um they've shown they can do that level of consultation now um and you know the journey is just beginning as such isn't it you know because it's, it's it's one thing actually um you know getting the staging planning permission and, and building the state but it needs to be right it's our, our future it's our legacy you know it's it's something that will outlive us um so it, it's just a really important time and you know anyone that thinks that we're has been done is wrong and uh, you know i'm quite um geared up ready to, to to really get involved in this and i think we all are aren't we to to really uh, help the consultation program and to to get out there and you know find out you know what other fans think um you know it's, and that's part of our role really um yep completely completely yeah and i think um i think sitting you know obviously plans to sit down with the club as early as we can to you know understand properly sort of you know what the next phase is and what are the next milestones and and then, as you say, you know, make sure that you know, there's there's definitely plenty of opportunity for people to feed into, you know, some of the some of the things that that still need to be resolved. I, I think it's fair to say as well. I've always, you know, you you fans are really hyped about. You know, you, you're listening to to podcasts already. It's the talk of you know most people who provide content and most fans are talking about it. You know, Everton Business Matters were discussing it the other day, and they raised some really you know interesting yeah. uh, insights there as well from their experience. So, all of that needs capturing. All of that needs you know. It's not a case of waiting for six months down the line. We've got to we've got to get on top. We've got to get on top of that now from from day one. Like you say, that's that you know that project group's getting set up on the forum. Um, so I'm quite confident really that we, you know that we can hit the ground running on that, and it, and it's really important that we do. Um. Agreed. <clears throat> so exciting. It, it, it's very exciting. Yeah. Um. I, I know we weren't going to come on to recruitment until slightly later on. Um. But it's a it, it's it, it's a really important time that we get recruitment right as well. Obviously, the the recruitment for the fans forum goes live on on the second of April. Uh. And that's that 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 form's going to go till the eighteenth of April. Um. So, I mean that that period of time you serve for three years as such. It's a really important time to get the right people, you know, to you know, and and to get people, you know, who can challenge and you know, opinions, bring experience, bring insight, um, bring you know, skills. Um, it, it's really important for us as a forum to get that recruitment process right as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, I think, you know, different people have different motivations as to why they might want to get involved. And, you know, as you say, you know, they, they've got different, people have got different backgrounds and experiences and, you know, even understanding of issues. And what I think that's, that's you know, that's that's one of the good things about the forum is, is that it combines that, um, you know, to, to, you know, to make sure that we can take on the issues. And I think, you know, even for you and I, I think what we've been on it for 12 months now um, with a couple of the other newer members and, um, I don't think that we'd have anticipated that we'd have been involved in some of the issues that we have been in the last year, obviously with the pandemic, you know, things like, you know, what we've done around sort of preparing Goodison and getting feedback on issues like pay-per-view and, um, you know, and, and issues related to that. So, you know, I think it it also shows up that, you know, you, you can never quite be sure what, you know, what things you're going to, you know, you're going to be getting involved in. But, um, I mean, I would I would personally encourage anybody that, you know, feels that, you know they, they they can make a contribution to you know ensuring that you know the voice of Evertonians is is heard consistently and you know that they that they can represent those interests and, and present them to the club you know both to sort of support you know sort of the you know the the sort of the growth of the club but also to provide that level of challenge when it's needed and um, so you know if people you know are interested in that as I said I think this I think we've got five places um, up for grabs um you know in this in this in this recruitment round and you know it, it is a it, it is a great opportunity to sort of get involved and as you say you know with, with the stadium and other things you know being able to play a role and a part in that i think uh, i think it's a great opportunity for for anybody definitely you know it's it's been a you know big 12 months and we obviously we talk about some of the things that have happened over the past 12 months uh, yeah. but you know we're sat on a podcast today this podcast didn't exist 12 months ago so this you know i, I always like to try and see if we can modernize and, and progress and continuously improve um and you know and I think that's something that you're quite passionate about as well, and you know, if bringing in stuff that we can we can continue to improve the way we communicate, the way we work, the way we think, um, and you know, and I think you probably understood the way I was going to be after the first the first meeting actually twelve months ago when I, when I, when I was in you know the, the club obviously encouraged us to challenge you know and and you know and you know when when it's right to do so you know it's. We shouldn't, you know, we're not there to just be sat, you know, sat there just, just as, you know, low key discussing it. The stuff that really needs hashing out of the stuff that really needs debating of the stuff that really needs putting to the club, you know, uh, we were encouraged from that first meeting to do so, and I think I took that as as as, as read that I needed to to, to do that, and I think, uh, you know, I think I was engaged in quite a lively debate in that first meeting, but it's important, and we we've had some really important, passionate conversations, haven't we, over the last twelve months? I remember something I felt quite strongly about was was you know was when the games weren't going to be televised and you know as someone with a season ticket um to not have the game was challenging anyway you know i've suffered with met my own mental health at times so the isolation away from not having the game um and then for it not to be televised as well um you know it was really good for me and there were lots of fans feeling the same you know i spoke to Reached out to, to like, Sir Jay Deacon, who, who who I had conversations with, and you know he felt quite strongly about not being a being in the position so he could watch football games. You know he's gone to the games for years away and home and away, so you know we we've had these lively debates in the club. I've listened to a lot of the issues, and you know they put stuff in, in you know in place, and, and and it feels good, doesn't it, when when we overcome stuff and we work with the club eventually to find these solutions. Yeah, absolutely, and and I would agree. I think the experience that. 
that I've I've been part of in the last the last twelve months or so is, is that you know they they are prepared to you know, to listen to some of that challenge and different perspective and you know and it's led to you know to to them maybe adjusting their perspective on things and I think you know that's that's hopefully you know what what we're here to do so I think having you know having a bit of fresh blood into you know into the forum is a really good thing because it'll bring new ideas it'll bring new levels of challenge it'll bring a different perspective on things and. You know, make sure that you know it's 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 fully representative of the uh, you know the fan base. So, uh, you know, I think the other thing, just just again, a bit of a personal reflection, is what's been great about it is actually just connecting with Evertonians, and just on a you know, apart from like the issues that we've been involved with, is just on a human level, and especially in the last twelve months, you know, the ability to, you know, go and speak to people and talk to people about you know just Everton generally, but then some of the issues that they've raised, you know, whether it's, you know, the things you've talked about there on, you know, being able to, you know, watch the game um, fairly or, you know, understanding, you know, what you need to do in order to, you know, enter a ballot or, you know, understand how to sort of get your, your season ticket refunds. Um, being able to just sort of connect and, and, and make those links with Evertonians has, you know, has been has been amazing, um, and that, that that in itself is is just a really good experience. Obviously, it's not it's not the main purpose of the forum, but I think it's a really positive, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, it, it comes with the territory, uh, and especially internationally as well. I think you know we obviously, you know, we can't come together physically, um, so the ability to sort of keep building that connection and the, and the Everton community is a, is a real plus, I think. Definitely. And for anyone that, that that's a bit unsure and they're thinking, you know, what does it involve? Obviously, the, there's the initial stage, which is the application stage, um, because they appreciate that, that, you know, some people haven't been involved in, in maybe wider, you know, recruitment campaigns. Um, so there's, the, I wouldn't, you know, if you, if you sat there thinking, oh, you know, I'm a bit worried about filling in, don't be, just go in there and just be honest in the application form and, and just show showcase what you're about, you know, and your experience and your views. And, you know, it's all ages. You might be 18 with really good insight and go on the match all your life. So don't think I haven't got enough life experience to bring, you know, any age, any any level, you know, it's important that we get insights from different age groups, different perspectives. Well, you know, we're fully inclusive. Um, and, you know, we've got that diverse range of opinions, really. And then obviously after the application stage, um, there's then, you know, the interview stage. Um, and I think I'll just reflect quickly off off the interview stage that we had. That my experience is probably different. So I'll say mine, and then you can pause for yours from an international perspective. But uh, it, it, yeah. likely to be obviously virtual because of the situation we're in. But I went to Goodison Park, and and I was just sat around the ta- table with with a load of, of blues really who just wanted to just talk to me about you know my views and what I could bring to the table. Actually, one of the things that I had discussed was about modernised communication and bringing in podcasts. So it's quite ironic that, you know, that we're sat here talking about this uh, on a podcast. Um, so I felt really at ease. You know, I felt like I was talking to other blues um, and, and it's something I was really passionate about. And, and, and that's it. Everton is, you know, it's our life. So you're talking about something that, that you really care about and, and it becomes easy when it's a passion. So don't don't feel intimidated by the you know by the the whole kind of process of applying for something. Um, you know, if you, if it feels right, you feel like you can contribute, then definitely go for it. Um, and then obviously after the interview, um, it goes to 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 obviously the wider fan base. But I'll just pause uh, for you to you know, obviously yours from an international perspective is slightly different, albeit that you're originally from the city, uh, with live, live, living in Chicago. Now it was different, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was different in terms of the interview, but actually, that difference has now become the norm. Obviously, with the, you know, with what we've seen with COVID, so um, I mean, I think 
I think what you know, one of the things that 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 I've been reflecting on is actually, you know, if people think that, you know, there's a, you know, a specific part of the fan base that you know doesn't have the right sort of level of representation or isn't represented at all, then you know this is an opportunity to you know to maybe address that, and that was certainly the case. Um, you know, for me when I was considering applying was, you know, part, partly obviously is, you know, I'd moved out to the US and didn't feel there was necessarily a, you know, a link in between sort of the international fan base and, and the club. So, you know, that's what prompted me to, you know, to get involved. And I think, again, I think there was a little, you know, I think people were unsure whether that could work. Um, you know, again, obviously this was pre-COVID. So, you know, I think it was sort of one of the first trials of sort of doing the interview via you know, via by video conference then, and, and and it worked perfectly well. And then, you know, obviously, you know, since then we've we've been in in the situation that we've had, and that's just become the routine and the norm. And about you know how we've conducted our meetings. So I think it just goes to prove that um, you know that it can it can work. Definitely, it's quite interesting. I think you know it's obviously we're working in similar lines of business, but you know a lot's changed in twelve months. We we've actually progressed, um, and in actual fact, you being an international forum member. You know, would we have had all these processes in place? Would it, have, you know, if, if we would have still been in normality? Probably not. So we progressed in a lot of ways, and things are a lot easier for you know. If you are an international fan member, maybe listening, and you're thinking about applying, you know, the processes are in place now for you to dial into meetings yeah. and to give your viewpoints. Um, because you know we're looking to grow abroad at the end of the day, and you know the international strategy is really important, and our international family are uh, that wherever they, they live in the world. Um, so their perspective. Is really important to you know to to get that uh, that that level of insight, um, and also you know there'll be stuff Bramley more wise that no doubt that they'll be able to contribute and what how they see how they'd like to come to the city and and support Everton as well. Well, all all good points as well, and I think you know after you were just talking about the process, you know once the once the interviews have taken place, then obviously it goes to the fan base, doesn't it? And there's the um, you know the the campaign. I can't remember how long it was. Was it was it, was it a couple of weeks? Was it? Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like a bit weeks. of an eternity, wasn't? It, didn't it? But yeah, everyone gets the opportunity then to, to obviously vote, and any uh, anyone obviously with the customer number there can can, can register and vote, and and then you get the result. Obviously, get the results as well. Um, so. Uh, obviously, as part of that process as well, you, you provide a photograph and you, you obviously a little kind of description of of what you're looking to bring to the table. You know that you want to showcase to people, um, and, and and yeah, then it's over to the fans to decide. You know who they they wish to represent them as such. Uh, which which is you know they're probably a really important part. Obviously, the most important part of that process. Um, so yeah, so if you're listening. Um, Start start thinking about it. Um, obviously, we're doing all. We, you, if if you haven't already, obviously uh, the Blue R podcast. You were on the other night talking about it. You know, we're going to be going on various different platforms. There's going to be various different communications coming out, um, short videos. And, and so keep keep your you know your eyes peeled and your your ears open as such, and you'll see some of the stuff coming out uh, over the next few weeks. Yeah. And if anyone's got questions about it or, you know, wants to talk to, you know, any of the forum members about what it's like, um, you know, and, and what are the expectations and how does it all work, you know, if they've got questions about, you know, how they balance, you know, some of the stuff we do with, you know, sort of, you know, their own sort of personal lives and all that sort of stuff and all the competing priorities, then, you know, they should get in touch with us. You know, they can they can email us. Or I think our, our addresses are on are on the main club website. Or, you know, they can DM us through our social media. We'd be more than happy to speak to people. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> so just moving on to another one that's been a bit of a long-standing issue that fans forum have been raising with the club is the, the, the DAS coverage at Goodison Park. 
um, to make sure you know the connectivity is better on people's uh, phones. Um, and it's, I mean, this kind of coincides with the stadium update. I think the the, the countdown to how how many games we've got left at Goodison is, is obviously, you know, that clock's kind of started, hasn't it? Um, and you know, so you you kind of um, you know you're balancing the the need to spend big on 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 you know some some stuff that at Goodison Park against build maybe building it into the brand new stadium. Um, so you know, obviously, there's no guarantee. You know, the club made made us aware there's no guarantee. Um, that they will be able to kind of feature that in Goodison Park. Um, you know, in, in fact, it's, it's probably more unlikely now with this announcement that it will be factored into Goodison Park. Um, I must admit, I've, I've always got my phone in my pocket when I'm at the game. Um, <clears throat> someone said to me, actually, uh, I think I may have had this discussion with you. I, I've, I've, very, I've got probably about five photos in all the... the, the decades of being going the game. I've got probably about five photos inside the ground. Because... <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. All, I bet you all of those photos. Are probably <laughs> two pints in the as well. I, I, I think you, you might actually be right there. We know. We normally with our supporters group take one at the start of the year uh, with the bobblers. We normally take one at the start of the season at the bar <laughs> and, and just get one of all, all of us together. And that's about all. And we stay. You know, we, we phone stays in my pockets. But no. But you know, there's people who do want to use their phone, and that's important. You know, it's not just about you know what what I want uh, just because I don't use it. You know, it's important what other people want as well. So it's always been an issue and it's an important issue that, that we've co- we continually raised with the club and they, they've looked into a variety of different different ways and the Daz coverage was, was, was one they're looking into so I think it's important if they can't get at the Goodison Park we need to, that's one of the things again when we were talking about them things you know them issues that that, that, that need addressing for, for Bradley Moore it needs to be spot on doesn't it you yeah. know it's a brand new stadium let's get it everything you know all, all the bells and whistles uh, uh, you know and make sure that that's not an issue in the new stadium Right. So um, right. the Premier League fan survey, um, there, there were some interesting findings as well. Um, the club ra- ran f- uh, through a few of them with us uh, just to share some highlights. Uh, I'm not going to go, you know, too deep into them uh, because the numbers and figures and, and my mind starts getting baffled when I start talking. Uh, talking, but there were some good results, weren't there, Tony? Yeah, there was. There was, uh, and what surprised me actually was how long this has been going on. So I think the Premier League's been doing this for over twenty years now, um, that it does, it does independently. Um, I think it, you know, it doesn't. I don't think it even approaches the club around sort of you know who gets involved. You know that's data and the process that they own. They own completely. But but yeah, I mean I think the club released some of the results that the Premier League had shared with them, and, and as you say, I think sort of it is it is you know very positive. You know when. On, on all of the main areas, and especially when you compare it with some of the other clubs. So, you know, some of the things that they, they sought people's views on were, you know, how did the club respond, you know, in, in relation to its commu- you know its communication with, with the fan base and engagement. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, it scored very highly with that. You know, what about sort of, you know, the custodianship of the stadium, uh, sorry, of the um, of the club and, and the leadership there? And I think everybody has a view on that, don't they? But, uh, you know, I think the, the figures there were, you know, I think Everton came out at sort of 84% positive, you know, versus an average of 71. Um, there were other things around, you know, how did you know, how did fans feel their club responded in, in response to the, to the COVID-19 pandemic? And you know, again, obviously, with I think our club was was fairly was fairly quick out the traps, wasn't it, in relation to that? And they scored very highly in there in, in relation to, to to other clubs and the way that it's done through the Blue Family campaign and 
the referrals and the support that it's provided in the city and actually not just in the city but you know i know i know that they, they did some outreach as well in, into the international fan base as well so you know i, I think um you know i think it reflects well um it, it's obviously a snapshot in time um but i think it reflects well on um you know certainly how the club is seeking to to engage and and understand and and you know and, and get feedback and you know um that doesn't mean that it's all perfect or that there's, there aren't things that we that can be improved on or, or what have you. So, you know, we'll continue to to pick on, on some of those issues. But, but yeah, generally, I think it's... Um, I think it, it um, we'll really kind of go over the, you know, obviously the work that we've done, uh, Eddie, you know, towards the, the back end of the, of the podcast. But, you know, I think it's fair to say I'm always someone that, that you know, that, that is always looking for ways to, to improve. Um, my challenge back to the club was, uh, in fact, um, what have we done over the last 12 months that we can keep doing when things get back to normal? So, you know, like you say, the fan engagement results are really impressive. You know, some of that is because our reach has been a lot easier. You know, we've been able to to put on maybe events in South America. Um, you know, I've gone... Obviously, spoken mm-hmm. spoken to, to to a group of fans who felt isolated and and, and, and ra- you know raised that issue with the club, and as a result, they've started put, you know doing the fans um, Friday the away away days on a Friday and started putting them events on to, to really get fans involved and to, to get fans back connected with the club. Um, so you know they've done some really quality top quality work, and you know they, you know it is definitely you know it, it's it's a thank you for them for doing all that. Uh, I think they've been fantastic during that twelve months, but it's now looking at what next. You know, how do we? When the, you know, what 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 will the fans want when they go back to the grounds? How how can we represent them to make sure that they're still feeling engaged when they get back to the grounds? And and how can we can canvas that opinion towards them? And I know that um, it was asked of, of the club um, for the uh, like for like questions to compare to last year, because obviously that was pre-COVID when fans were going yeah. to the match. Um, so we're waiting on them just to find out what were the questions then and what were the categories and what were the, you know so we can start you know it's you know pat on the back you you know it's it, it's been great and, and they are a fantastic you know it's a fantastic team but what can we do next how can we evolve what what do we do need to, to improve again you know it's important sometimes isn't it to to not stand still yeah no I completely agree and I, I think actually I think to be fair um you know I think the club itself recognised that you know it's realised now. You know, obviously the circumstances have been rubbish, but you know it can actually do things in different ways. Um, you know, if I think about the international fan group, for example, you know their ability to to, to build those connections using some of the technology platforms and you know some of the watch-alongs that they've done and, and you know and host some of the Zoom meetings with you know ambassadors and, and other things to sort of connect and and help some of the supporters groups grow. Um, you know, internationally, I think has been I think it's sort of opened their eyes a little bit. So. You know, to your point, I think what we've got to do is make sure that you know that that doesn't relax and that doesn't you know that that doesn't doesn't stop. And we can continue to find different ways to you know to keep that engagement and communication flow going. So, um, again, something for us to. to, to and just just moving on now to to it seems crazy to say this, but the, the new season. Um, but yeah, the, we're already starting to look now. It's at, at the twenty one twenty two uh, season. It's not something that we haven't been talking about. Actually, we've been talking about it for some time. Um, as someone myself who, who's got a season ticket, um, you know, I've opted to, to obviously keep my money, you know, to one side. Hopefully, to pay for the next. Um, but there was a few, few meaningful updates there as well. Obviously, nothing's been confirmed yet for next season, uh, and and the club obviously made us aware that they're waiting for the clarification of the government. 
Uh, therefore, obviously, the, the club are not in a position really to publicise that, like the prices, the dates, all that kind of stuff. The you know the process details of season tickets. Uh, but it's something that we we've raised a couple of times, and I think it's important we keep raising it because yeah, hopefully at some stage we can get some clarification, and that that might become a bit clearer, mightn't it? Yeah, no, I think I think they don't want to be in a position where they sort of start a process and sort of get people to a certain point, and then for whatever reason you know, think they have to backtrack um, or you know reverse or put them hold, and they're in a situation where you know they they might have taken money off you know off supporters, and you know and then you know times are difficult enough, so you know they, they don't want to be in that position. And I think that's a reasonable you know a reasonable approach to you know to take. I know people are. You know, hopefully we're sort of moving. We're moving out of the, you know, the, the difficult period that we've been in from a pandemic perspective. But you know, people are, are eager to understand, you know, what's going to happen next season and when and how. But um, you know, I, I think I think waiting until we've got a little bit more sort of detail and understanding about how things might play out, so that as I say, you know, the club doesn't start taking money off people or uh, you know, trying to then sort of you know figure out how it's sort of, you know, going to repay that and complicate it in the times of that. I think it makes sense for them to just hold off for now. I think they used to the phrase, well, they wanted to be fair and equitable with the fans that stuck in me, me head, um, which which is the right approach. You know, I think you, you, you're right there. I think the club are, are are taking the right stand on that. Um, and, you know, it's important um, uh, that we step back and just make sure when that process is in place that, that, that it's right. Um, the one thing that I did find reassuring is that the, the running for every possible scenario, and I think they've got plans in place, haven't they? Uh, obviously, yeah. so again, don't want to go, go down a rabbit hole of talking about the possible scenarios. Um, but it's you know it's it's important you know that that was important to me. They've actually ran these scenarios. They know exactly what they're going to be doing in every possible scenario that could come out of this. And uh, as and when they get further clarification, that that everything will be in place for that. Yeah, definitely. It's um, and let's hope. Uh... You know, let's hope that um, it's safe enough to get everybody back. I know that, um, again, I've been speaking to some of the US groups in particular who are sort of chomping at the bit to sort of try and start planning their, you know, final trips to Goodison and what have you. You know, what is there only 80 games left? So, um, you know, hopefully it isn't too long before, you know, we get back into... Definitely, matey. I think, uh, you know, I think the, uh, the, the light is starting to show at the end of the tunnel. Um, obviously, memberships are nothing. Um, you know, obviously, memberships will stay the same as last year, um, so they're not expected to change in that regard. Uh, should we, you know, people wish to sign up for them, um, so you know, we'll continue to push. And as soon as we know more, we'll be we'll be the first, you know, the first people on this to make sure that that, that, that we work, with, you know, with the club and get everyone's voices to the club to ensure that you know that we're, we're, we're operating in the right way. But I was very, you know, I did feel really confident, you know, when he explains uh, what um, you know what processes are in place. Um, so, is there anything that stood out for you over the last twelve months, uh, Tony? Obviously, we, we talked about yeah, not not expecting to have this, you know, the play out the way it has. But you know, is there anything really stood out for you that we've done over the last twelve months? I mean, you know, maybe I can speak from from an international perspective. Um, you know, obviously, sort of being out here, and obviously, you know, that's sort of been been my sort of main focus within the forum. You know, along with others as well. You know, yourself and Joe and, and Jazz and, and Robert as well. But, um, you know, I think I think you know, as we said earlier, when we were talking about recruitment. You know, one one of the the main focus and role of of of, the, of being part of the forum is to sort of get a good understanding of you know what. What the different parts of the fan base, what they, you know, what what's important to them. So, you know, I think that we we've, we've certainly got a clearer idea of that now in, in the international space, and 
know, obviously we did the survey, didn't we? I think around about this time last year, where you know we consulted and asked for international supporters' views on you know what did matter to them, and I think that that gave us a really good sort of insight into which areas then we could raise with the club. You know, whether that be the communications and engagement sort of plans, and how you know how how the, the supporters' clubs could be better linked into that. Retail was an issue, if you remember. I think I talk about retail at every meeting with the fans forum. I think. Uh, Everybody's tired of me raising it, and you know, and Lisa's. But I know it's something you're passionate well, about, you know. And I, you know, group, I know, like Helga and, and, and a lot of the, the blues are out in Europe, and the you know the blues the, the blues that are over in you know, yeah. the Irish toffees, you know, that that, that really Irish wants, toffees as well. We need to be more, we need to be more visible. And we will continue to push that, won't we? Yeah, we have, and we you know we've obviously you know we've met with you know some of the club's partners as well to sort of drive to drive that issue as well, uh, and you know I, I think you know. I think it can be, you know, it is still a frustrating issue and, you know, it hasn't been something that, you know, we has been able to been resolved overnight, but, you know, it hasn't gone away and, you know, we're still an active conversation, aren't we, with, with the club to sort of, you know, keep that, you know, keep that very much alive. So, um, so yeah, from an international perspective that, you know, that's been great. And, I, and again, I, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but just, I think just the way in which sort of the international community, you know, has been connecting and whether that be through, you know, some of the, social media interaction and you know some of the meetings that some of the groups have all been you know driving and coming together and sort of you know thinking about plans and projects and you know it's sort of led to you know some really good ideas so you know i feel as though you know what's been encouraging is that you know obviously the club has got a clear way forward and has sort of set its stall out on on its international strategy but you know i feel as though sort of the international bit is you know it's it's, it's definitely on the agenda so that's been I know that when we joined Jazz as, as a name um, obviously it's time as chair to increase our visibility and improve communications and communications are on a group that we're both on um, but reflecting back there's been a lot happens you know the podcast now and we're well into the thousands now um, every you know podcast you know it's it's another way of communicating people don't I think sometimes you know, people will still go on there and read the minutes uh, and people like that. Uh, but if people don't want to, if people want to, you know, find out what's going on while they're on the go, while they're at work, while they're on the way back from work, while they're working out. I, <laughs> yeah. Does anyone running while they're listening to the, pod, uh, the podcast then goes on you? But, you know, people like to do it and, and the podcast has actually proven a real success. The feedback's been really massive, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of how, how, how well that's actually gone. Um the actual visibility, uh, when you look at the figures as well, you know, there, there, there was Twitter's gone up 11%. Our, our followers have got a, a, quite a, a large uh, follower on Twitter. Instagram, because we had the strategy around how can we increase vis- visibility on Instagram, 51%. Uh, and Facebook actually being the biggest one, 94% that the followers for the fans for on Facebook. So if you're listening and you're not following any of the accounts incredibly on the other platforms that you're on, make sure that you follow them because we are communicating right across the, the platforms and we're still trying to get Kieran and, and Mike to do a TikTok. Um, we still haven't convinced them to do it. Uh, they're our, our more younger, hipper mem- members of the fans forum. Um, so, uh, you know, watch this space. Hopefully Kieran and Mike can get a few dance routines together and get TikTok going. Uh, but if you're listening and you are a TikToker again, you know, <laughs> we, we, you know we think it's important. Yeah, there's a space for you because uh, we haven't got a space for you on, on the phone. Um, I think also, Dave, as well. You know, you're right. You know, we've, I think you know, the, the podcast has definitely been a, yeah, and, and the other channels have been have been really helpful on that. But I think we're you know we're still having conversations about you know what else can we do. 
um, you know, we realised that you know some of that is maybe just sort of sharing information one way. Obviously, you know, we've we, we've done a number of polls as well, haven't we, to to get insight on things like you know um, season ticket refunds and and other issues. So, but I think again, we, you know, we, we're still talking only about you know whether there's other ways we can sort of proactively engage with um, you know with, with supporters and how we can you know find opportunities for them to share you know what what might be on top of their minds or what concerns or issues they've got so you know it's not as though just because the podcast's done now that's it um you know i think we're still we're still keen to sort of try and find yes so to, i mean i know that um, the, certainly mean you go on on a variety of different platforms out there um you know it's i think we're looking at, at stuff like stream yards maybe we can do live q a zoom um so we, we continually look into evolve what we're doing we're not resting at all by any stretch of the imagination we're looking to push what we do <clears throat> obviously the other highlights of joining you know the, the fsa as well i think that was a big thing it's important to be part of that isn't it they, well they often drive a sort of you know a you know a, a sort of issues that actually you know they don't just impact a specific club you know they can they can drive issues that sort of support yeah that you know impact sort of supporters on a on a national basis as well and you know they've got a really well established network on, on on a whole range of issues you know whether that be around sort of you know equality and diversity and inclusion or uh, you know other areas so our ability to to sort of be part of that broader network and then you know leverage that way we can i think it, it, the other it, one um that, that really i know that we were quite involved with quite early tours um and it seems like a million miles away now was the atmosphere and it sounds like a bizarre thing to actually say uh, because there's been no fans predominantly most of the season uh, but it was really important to get how the stadium looked as well you know we went out like you say with, with a poll we went out asking fans yeah. what 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 how do they want Goodison to look when 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 obviously the, the the Premier League was paused and it was coming back and people were listening to you know we had a lot of you know a lot of the, the great banners that made by Gladys Street um, 38 um, a lot of their great banners that they made the larger banners were there um, they were, they were, they were, you know, right around the stadium was dressed in a certain way. And obviously, some of that percentage was controlled by the Premier League, and it was, it was kind of uniform right across the Premier League. But you know, we managed to get certain certain levels of of how it could look, and I think that was important. You know, it was a little highlight of, of something that was done there as well. Obviously, the catering as well. So we had, fun, you know, some fantastic news that the home bake, uh, home baked will have a. A fanzine presence uh, when fans return as well. Um, so, be, being a, a huge fan of the the old uh, pies, mm-hmm. uh, the sausage rolls, uh, you know, it's 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 a, it's a local firm. I think that's the important thing, and and that's something I actually feel really passionate about. And that's another part that you know that I'll be really pushing for. <clears throat> you know, the, the the people of this city should be <coughs> should be in a position where when we get to Bramley more, I would love to see something there. Uh, where it's it's you know local people making money from it you know whether it's the cater and you know the, the you know local pints you know lager you know like to love lane some of the local breweries and stuff it would be great to have that local feel and for for money to be going back into you know the people of the city and, and for them to be contributing to that um so you know i think that 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 would be something that that, that i'll be quite enthusiastically pushing there and and that was really good to see home bait obviously get you know that 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 deal to get get you know be put in place for when fans go back you'll have to well you never know mate you might you might end up with your own business over there if you start with scouts pies um 
So it's that time of the year, obviously, where we start to look at the, the end of year awards. I mean, I'm always quite cynical with this, and I'm probably not the best person to have the podcast over it. I want Everton to be winning. You know, I want our awards to be celebrating Premier League titles. I want our awards to be celebrating the FA Cup or, or you know, or the, you know, just celebrating success. But, you know, I think that we, that we are making strides. You know, I think there's a lot of really good stuff that's gone on off the pitch. The club have done really well. I think we just talked through some of the stuff that we've done over the 12 months, and it's only a snapshot. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot, lot of good stuff that has gone on. Carlo's side, uh, you know, is starting to to get in a place where they're, they're making me uh, believe again. Um, so, we, 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 yes, hopefully hopefully it's not a false dawn this time. Um, and no, in actual fact, I'm quite confident it's not. But there's been a lot of achievements. A lot of players have really improved. You know, Dominic Carver-Lewin would be one that stands out to me. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, he's a player that's obviously been called up for England and, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're playing for Everton, striving to, to, to be the best version of themselves and hopefully be far part of our future. Uh, but it's always quite important that we recognise the fans, I think, as well. You know, I, you know, I think it's a big thing that the, actually some of the stuff the fans have done out there in lockdown has been fantastic. So we'll kind of pair this discussion between the end of year awards and the fan of the year, which I think go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah, and I think I think the club's always taken the view that, you know, they, they you know, they, they will take a judgment as well, won't they, around sort of, you know, what's what's the best way to to do this, as you say. So I think um you know, I think they'll continue with that approach. Um, but I mean on the on the fan uh you know, fan of the year and as you say, like there's so many brilliant examples out there, isn't there, of blues sort of raising money and putting themselves out there in difficult circumstances. So, you know, I think especially after the year that we've had, um, you know, I think sort of continuing to recognise um, you know, the the work that that fans have done and, and, and given them, you know, a little bit of a spotlight and, and also recognition for, for, for the work I think is is entirely appropriate. So, you know, I think we'll be we'll be helping run that process um with the club and putting out nom- you know uh, nominees as we've done in previous years and then and then the fans will get an opportunity to vote for that like they did um, like they did for this year when you know when Louis and young Lewis won. Um so um and I think it's what I think an inspiration like, Lewis is as well. <laughs> So I'm I'm sure you know there's plenty you know, more that that, well. <clears throat> that will be applied you know that they'll be nominated and really look forward to that and it's April for people you know just to get that on your radar um, so the, obviously the the looking at the end of the season awards obviously again to be a virtual event which actually you know it's good because fans want engagement you know fans are still you know and obviously restrictions are changing very soon but fans still want that interaction with the club so if they can't go to games then you know this might be a good way for <clears throat> fans to actually have that online event and to get engaged and to feel part of the club which is important you know it's it it, it belongs to the fans in my opinion and um, so we should always be in the place in the place that you know that the fans are essential to that um, and it, it's a good it's a good example sorry to interrupt there. it's a good example as well isn't it you know i said there you know i think the club recognized that you know, the circumstances in the last year is forcing to think differently about how they can do things. And, you know, this is a perfect example. I think that, you know, they, you know, they, they did the shareholders in the general meeting, didn't they? Um, you know, through an online event with a, you know, a mixture of, you know, sort of live Q and A and pre-recorded content. So, you know, again, I think this, this gives them an opportunity to, you know, to, to keep trialing some of, you know, some of those things that it's done and, you know, sort of fold that into, you know, any end of season or, fan of the year event so um you know they can take the learnings of 
the last year and and hopefully sort of you know build something that, that, that definitely that yeah, no, I think you actually access. say the club when we spoke to them um are keen for some fan involvement but you know obviously where possible uh, it's something obviously we'll be supporting. Uh, so if you've got you know there you've got any ideas just just contact us and, and we'll listen and, and get them uh, and in terms of dates as well they're looking for between that kind of fixture 37 and fixture 38 um hopefully that fixture 37 actually you know there's some talk of that being moved to a different date and, and fans attending so i've got my fingers crossed with that one <laughs> from a personal point of view uh but yeah so it's it should be you know another good uh chance for, for fans to engage and to be involved with the club which is what it's all about uh, so okay it's been a, a, an exceptionally long one this actually Tony considers just the two of us on but it was a busy meeting the other day um, well speak for yourself <laughs> no alcohol involved um, so uh, uh, so I'll, I'll just ask before we finish is, is there anything that uh, you wish to close with at all my friends uh, no, I think just a just a last reminder about um, you know encouraging people to you know to if they want to to get involved in, in applying for you know one of the open positions you know it's going to go live on the second um, from the second till the eighteenth people have an opportunity to to get their applications in interviews will be May and then you know we hope that we've got five new members you know in place in June and you know as I say you know if people are unsure um, or even if you know they they're not sure what the perceptions are of the forum and they want to understand a little bit more about us before they, before they apply. Fantastic. And that, that brings it to a wrap. I couldn't uh, put it any better myself, really. Just uh, keep safe, keep smiling, and, and hopefully we'll be back at the game soon. And also from Chicago, here's John Vertigo's punk version of Spirit of the Blues. Spirit of the Blues.